Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the HGO Podcast. I can't do it seriously this week. <laughs> I am your host today, and joining me is Hunter and Kyle. Hey, guys, how are you doing? You oh, just look fantastic, well. Ethan. Thank uh, you. With your hair. It's only two weeks late. I, but you know what? It kind of worked because it's my birthday as we're recording this right now. But Anne's birthday is also the 12th, so kind oh, of works. Huh. We have similar birthdays, so there you go. So yeah, this was my planned thing. Some people had hinted on when I said that the dancing outfit was a clue. Um, somebody messaged me and was like, you better not. And I was like, you shut your mouth. <laughs> um, but yeah, here you go. This was my, my objective with this costume was to be the most horrifying, like make the most horrifying thing possible. Because I knew you two would do something cool. I was like, well, if I make everybody mortified, that's the job. And you know, if I take the wig off, I'm now Shido. Look at that. Perfect. Oh. <laughs> amazing yeah, thank you. i'm not keeping the wig on for the whole episode i'm sorry uh i am also wearing the dress and the the leggings and everything and you know it's not bad i when people say that dresses and kilts are freeing i can feel it i can feel it um and also hey mom because i said i'd show her this part of the podcast so there you go hope you're doing well welcome back <laughs> to the hgo podcast where sometimes we talk about video games I realize you said you're not. Are you going to keep the hat that keeps your hair in place? Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, where we occasionally talk uh, about video games. Hey, this is just me in the future when I'm bald. Um, yeah. But yeah. I couldn't keep this a secret from my mom. Like, I remember I told my mom about it. I was like, I can do the Joker dancing cosplay or I can buy the Anne one. And I was like, I feel like the Anne one would be funnier. And, it, and my mom was like, yeah, it was. And my dad just looked at me as if, like, what the <laughs> hell are you doing? Uh... But it's all good. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you're strapped in. Because we're going to talk about SMT5. We're going to talk about uh, year Topical. one of PlayStation. Animal Crossing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. How am I hot? Literally half my body is exposed and I'm boiling in this. I'm taking the wig. I'm taking it off. I'm taking it off. There we go. But yeah, welcome back to the show. Housekeeping, I'm out of it, dude. Hunter, what do we usually promote? Uh, I don't think we've done anything outside of the podcast. I'd still go watch the Metroid review if you haven't. Yeah, go watch the Metroid review. Um, thank you for the love on the last couple of episodes. We appreciate it. Keep on listening so we can do stupid shit like this. Uh, <laughs> did anyone have Ethan wears a skirt on your bingo cards for 2021? Because you should have, apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was probably on mine um but now there you go i've got nothing to say i refuse I just... to believe it was on your bingo card <laughs> <laughs> i knew it was because no here's the thing is if there's mine one thing right yeah. next to a new metroid game on mine yeah because <laughs> the thing is right i have absolutely zero like confidence in myself but i have 100 percent confidence in making a fool of myself so this is a horrifying situation, but if you're saying that I will not wear a dress to humiliate myself on our audio podcast, <laughs> this is the image. Yo, Erica Harlequin, come on our podcast. <laughs> Pretty please. Oh, send that one out on Twitter. Fuck me. Um, <laughs> too bad I'm only in charge of the YouTube. You know, I'm gonna right remove the other. I'm gonna remove the other one. That's now the new intro. Fuck the face. <laughs> That's the new intro for the podcast. Someone at her, oh, please. Man. Someone take that clip and at her on Twitter. I'm sure she'll love. Um, 
Let's move on. Let's just get into SMT5. I'm just going to pretend. I'm just going to pretend that this nah, is... Nah, fuck most... it. This is the whole episode. Well, Ethan's going to end it here. Himself for an hour. Yeah, end it here. We enough, peaked. This, this is, it's not actually bad. It's not terrible quality. It's not actually that bad. Anyway, oh, we're yeah. moving on. That's now, nice. Now I've got to pretend that I'm not wearing this fucking get-up for the rest of the show. Uh, let's start with SMT5. It sucks because I am like most of the topics this week as well. <laughs> it sucks. Um, and we could do a continuity error and just break and have you change clothes real quick. No, I'm just going to do it. We're just going to see right. I mean, it just looks like a t-shirt now. Just pretend that my uh, belly is not out. Pretend that I'm not wearing like fucking stocking things in a dress. Can we just all pretend that? Okay, cool. <laughs> Thank you. No fan art, please. I re- really dread for that to happen. Uh, SMT5, yes, let's be topical. No, don't. No fan art. And Hunter, <laughs> yes, don't you pay art. someone either. I swear to fucking God. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't worry. Hunter does know an artist. <laughs> I do. They're great. You've been so kind to me, so I'm going to fucking ruin your day and make you do art of this monstrosity. Um, I don't know if they'd be upset, but I'm not going to do it. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Let's talk about SMT5. SMT5, yeah. I've been playing SMT5. I played the first couple of hours of SMT5. Uh, because I was like, you know, people aren't mad enough of me giving that rant last week that I thought I'd just double down, <laughs> roll the dice, wear a persona outfit, and talk about how <laughs> I'm not vibing as much with SMT5 as I thought I would. Um, hey, if nothing else, you're coming from a place of... Yeah. You've played the game now. I've played the game now. I have an opinion. Uh, joining Hunter with the Gloveless Gang. I yeah got this fucking metal band as well. We got everything right. Got a bracelet. Yeah, rock on. I got nothing. You got nothing. <laughs> I probably should have. T- yeah, no, actually, I shouldn't have told you to put your outfit back on because then the fucking light show would make it render for eight hours and I have to look at myself. I wouldn't outfit use the rendering. light show again. I would have to dig out the the keyboard again though, which would suck. Yeah, it would. Um. But yeah, anyway, so SMT5, my current vibe of SMT5 is I'm not clicking with it. And that's okay, is my tagline. If that was, that would be my tagline. If I was to write a review of SMT5, which I'm not going to do, because I'm not qualified to write a review for that, for the game, because I know I'm not going to finish it. But my tagline, my IGN would not be Persona without the heart. It would be, yeah, I, it, not for me, thanks. I'm not clicking with it, and that's okay, would probably be my tagline for it. Because from what I've played so far, the first two or three hours of the game, it's really solid. Um, it's an Atlas game, right? It's an Atlas game through and through. Uh, you can tell from the way the characters look to the way the environments are done. It very much feels like an Atlas game. But the gameplay just doesn't click with me and the lack of story doesn't click with me. I feel like even for an SMT game, this feels story light. Um, so far, anyway. To the point where there has literally been zero story. There's been two cutscenes, like there's there's like two cutscenes. Now now you're in Wasteland Tokyo and you're fighting demons, and I'm like, okay, feels a bit odd, but we'll get to it. So SMT5 is your classic JRPG, uh, classic Atlas JRPG where it's balls difficult, um, <laughs> and the combat is something that I really respect because. I respect Atlas in a lot of ways. One, because I'm like, holy shit, they really did dumb down a lot of the mechanics for Persona so that idiots like me can get into the franchise, <laughs> you know? like Because not only do you have your extra turns and stuff like that if you do 
criticals and if you do weaknesses like normal but also hunter in sm in smt5 in particular i don't know if this is true for the rest of the franchise but if you do something and it's a resistance or an absorb you lose a turn you oh, don't just no yeah, oh, shit. You lose <laughs> that'll a turn. make you pay attention yeah. there's a back and <laughs> forth between it which is kind of crazy um it, it's really fucking hard it's a really hard game even I mean, for smt yeah. i feel like this is a really hard game and i can see why a load of reviewers have kind of gone ah too difficult because i like yeah most it's it's a valid criticism this game's fucking hard and i like, i remember doing the tutorial you know when you you know when you first booted up persona 4 or you first booted up persona 5 you do the tutorial the first fight and it's a piss easy boss where you can just press the x button twice if you wanted to and it dies and you're like yes, yeah there you go nice tutorial this fucker took like five hits and i did two weaknesses to it and i was on the easiest difficulty because i was like this is really <laughs> gonna be too hard for me and it's crazy um I remember so a lot of people with Nocturne, they died on the tutorial fight. Yeah, it's really, like, it's really difficult to the point where I think if I played on normal, I think I would have lost to the, the first fight. It's crazy. So I'll give you some pros. I think the character design, for the most part, is really well done. Um, I really love, is it Nahabara? Whatever the main character is called. Um, I don't know what the main character is called. I can't look it up because we're recording using Zencaster instead of... Uh, of discord so i can't look it up on google but the main protagonist design when he's fused with this god is sick i don't know who oh, came up with it yeah with the blue thing, hair yeah. the really long blue hair and shit yeah, is sick it's really cool um i'm not t- as big a fan on his just normal jimmy schoolboy <laughs> his outfit. lame bowl cut yeah, his lame bowl cut. Look, yeah. as someone, as someone who had as someone who had a bowl cut for the a large part of their early years when they were like eight I still sit at people and look at characters when they have a bowl cut, and I'm like, no, why? You don't do this to yourself. Yeah. I was eight when I had mine. You, you, you get it. You get rid ASAP. You get rid ASAP. But the character designs are pretty interesting. The voice acting is an interesting one. It's one of those ones where I think it's solid enough. It does the job. I think we've got to give props to Atlas because bar a couple of people who are returning voices that you will have. You'll hear and you'll go, oh, that's that person. So far, to me, the only person that's been that is Ray Chase, but he's, he voices the <laughs> he voices the subway announcer, and that's it. He has like two lines, so it's not a big one. But he's the subway announcer in this game too. Yeah, and he's got he's got the trifecta now. Remaster. Yeah, and the Nocturne remaster and the as well. Um, God, this shit's weird. Anyway, <laughs> I keep wanting to pull it down, and it it's a crop top, so my tummy's just like, no, I'm staying, I'm staying out. <laughs> all the lsters please i've i've tried so hard for this please go on the video version and mock me i'd appreciate it um but yeah the voice acting for the most part is pretty mid it's not it's nowhere near as good as atlas's greatest which is from my experience was so like persona 4 um persona 5 probably persona 4 more because i feel like i don't think you can get a bigger prediction cast of who will be the biggest voice actors of all time than the persona 4 cast mm. where in a decade you wouldn't have guessed that laura bailey troy baker yuri lowenfall would all be johnny like, J- johnny yeah johnny would all be massive right um 
this cast seems mid where some of them i'm like that's really they're interesting the person that voices the main protagonist i think is an excellent casting they only like have little grunts and lines but i feel like their voice really suits the character so that's really good the guy that voices the god that you don't play i'm sorry i'm terrible with names even with persona where it takes me 50 hours to learn the names and i don't think i'm gonna learn these ones (laughs) because i don't think i'm gonna put 50 hours into it but the voice of the god that kind of bonds with you is a pretty good one the voice of the little weird demon who's the merchant of the shop he's sick good character <laughs> like him he's got this weird creepy voice to him he looks like he's right out of dark souls or some shit fucking you Pete. see it's what funny because selling? you didn't say you didn't really describe anything specific but i just thought of patches the spider from yeah 100 percent. he 100 percent is like patches from bloodborne in a weird creepy way um so yeah pretty cool but most of the voice cast is just kind of generic like nothing great there's this fake ryuji looking ass who has a really he has a really terrible voiceover it's not a good impression i've only seen him yeah i've only seen him a handful of times so apologies if his voice does get better throughout the like the performance but like he has this voice line at the start of the game where he like hits his head on like the roof of a of a short tunnel and he goes like wow yowsh like he does like a really (laughs) not even like he doesn't even sound like he was hurt he's just like wow like oof ow like it was like he was like one of the he just go he didn't go ah he was like ow like, i was like okay bit of shit um one th- interesting thing the combat we'll get to the combat but the thing that i think is interesting about this game and shows how to me atlas has really been experimenting with the change in the way that they do their games where you know persona 4 and pre-games were very much dungeon-based adventures right where you would go through a dungeon beat the boss they'd be randomly generated in the persona franchise i don't know if that was the tr- the case in smt um but i don't th- i don't think it was the case in nocturne but no i can't say for sure but yeah so i don't know if that's the case but regardless in this game dungeons for the most part i believe there's a couple of dungeons at the end of the game as far as i'm aware but for the most part you have got this desolate tokyo this desert like deserted a post-apocalyptic tokyo which is like a connected open world and that is your world. There are no dungeons oh. for the most part. It's exploring this to- this massive version of a wasteland apocalypse of Tokyo. And it's actually quite cool. I like it quite a bit. Uh, it's different. It's also kind of got that Pokemon Let's Go vibe where instead of random <laughs> encounters, you see the big fuckers on the oh, planes. So the yeah. 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 So it's nice. like Breath of the Wild, but instead of seeing Bacoblins in the distance, you just see a massive fucking Mara penis chariot just cruising <laughs> on the desert dunes, dude, doing fucking 180 trick scopes across the dunes, you know. They're just all racing on a track. That's what I like to believe. <laughs> if they hit you with the JRPG classic, if you'll be minding your own business in the first area or so and then suddenly there will be a thing that's like level 50 about to smack you for looking at it Uh, not so far i haven't seen but i've also been very linear with it because there are plenty of side quests there's plenty of bonus content it's an atlas game through and through and you're definitely going to get your money's worth if you do everything and you're probably definitely going to get your money's worth if you just mainline it as well because it's probably still going to be 50 hours but um it's an interesting idea the frame rate is fucking awful um it lo- it's a really pretty switch game it's a really well optimized switch game but even still it's a very poorly running switch game to the point where 
it's like my my biggest comparison is it's not as bad as this but my biggest comparison that i would give it to is hyrule warriors age of calamity which if you know that game has a pet peeve of mine where whenever something anything interesting happens in that game the game's like hold my beer we're going down to 20 fps boys like salu <laughs> it's been real hope you like slideshows i hope you like cow's webcam on discord because that's the quality of frame rate you'll get <laughs> um but just various shots of link looking in different directions yeah but that aside it's still a fun time where i'm like if you like smt and you're up for the brutally hard difficulty where the game slaps you on the ass and goes try again bitch and you're like yeah i'm gonna try again you won't get me this time you're gonna love this game if you are someone that's like me and you're on the fence and you're like hey i like other atlas projects i like uh i like persona i like Catherine from what i've the very little that i played of it like three years ago i liked what i played of Catherine um because that's a fun fact i played it yeah i played a tiny bit of Catherine because there was a demo or something i played Catherine before persona i didn't know what atlas was i just knew the puzzle game Catherine. i was like this is cool not buying it but this is cool um i need to get on it but i digress i'm rambling a lot because i'm just trying to get my points out because i know that you two have nothing like no ideas maybe cal has some questions um but it, the the open world exploration is interesting, if not a bit like put down by the frame rate and the exploration is kind of like faulted by that. It's not terrible. I'd say my biggest comparison would be Xenob- like would be Xenoblade Two, where it's still mighty playable, but you'll see those slowdown moments. You'll see the glitches and the bugs. It's not a perfect game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably one of the more buggier Atlas games because I don't usually think of bugs with Atlas. From what from the couple of games that I played, like Golden is a f- pretty robust to me. Um, Buggy in what regard? Like like texture pop-ins and okay. weird things happening. Like I had my screen go completely white during a battle, <laughs> and then it just came back to normal as if nothing had happened. <laughs> um, there was one where the enemy, like the enemy model, just didn't load in. And they were just fighting the air, but the air had a health <laughs> bar for a while. Like that happened. <laughs> I've had a couple of glitches here and there, but for the most part, it's fine. It's playable enough, and I think you'll have a good time. Combat is fucking hard. I mentioned the uh, there's that system where it, the back and forth where you can gain additional turns, lose additional turns. On top of that, there's like this kind of bar, which is like, I like to call it your kind of critical bar, where you build it up over time, and then you do a load of fucking... I assume, like, I assume it's like you deal a load of shit ton of damage, or it boosts your stats and stuff like that. You got one of those kinds of bars. Um, I remember mentioning that a load of reviewers thought that the UI was clunky. I wouldn't say it is clunky. I would say it is very JRPG turn-based menu design where there is six million menus and the game just expects you to love that. If you're not a fan of yeah. six million menus, this is not the game for you. <laughs> um, It does that classic thing of where all of the commands are on a straight vertical line and you there's like there's like five options and then you click it and then there's another 10 options options yeah yeah (laughs) but it's very in-depth it's very complex and i'd say again if you're looking for that experience you're gonna love it uh what Mm. i don't love is games having difficulty by being sponges you know i hate it guys yeah yeah and this game, it suffers from sponge syndrome, spongitis, whatever you want to fucking call it. This game has it. The 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 fights, even not even including bosses, 
just the car the enemies even on the easiest difficulty feel like the difficulty comes from them being able to one to two hit you if they're if you aren't being on your toes and the fights lasting way too long because they're spongy as shit that to me i'm like that's fair enough some people like that i personally don't i prefer it to be a more tactical i'd rather to uh have spongy enemies i don't like that like i've still been playing tales of our eyes and still most of the regular encounters in that game like a minute and a half (laughs) and i'm sure you will get to that point where when you're battling lower enemy level lower level mobs you'll feel like you'll hit them and you'll just destroy them but especially in the early game the game very much feels like even the small grunts take like five turns to beat like four or five turns and it just it just it feels really slow and clunky and i don't know why also one last complaint atlas it's 2021 have a save button that isn't a fucking arbitrary wave point how how, <laughs> how are we still here dude they've got an open world it's game and you still have to point. go to a fucking fountain to save your game dude oh, it's man. actually tragic um but no, I know I've come off sounding a very negative, but it's not that. It is the definition of. I gave you my tagline at the start is, it's you know, it's a great game, but it's just not for me. And I 100% agree with what people are saying. Is if you are into an SM, if you are into an SMT experience, or you're into the idea of playing a brutally hard turn-based JRPG that will spank you on the ass and tell you try again, bitch, then this is the game for you. If you're someone like me who likes atlas's other work and cares more about the story uh i think that from what i've heard from other people there are other even smt games that do a better job at this maybe try another one maybe try nocturne nocturne's probably getting to the point nocturne's probably getting to the point now where the remaster is probably going on sale more often and it's probably going to a lower price maybe try that the remaster also added in an easy mode Yeah. yeah Which I mean, there's an easy mode in SMT5, but it's still oh, fucking yes. hard. Um, but no, I think it's an excellent game. It's just the definition of not for me. But if you are after SMT5 to be... Like, if you're wanting SMT5 to be SMT, then congratulations. They have catered to you in every possible way. Uh, might have even done it more so than even I thought. I thought they might have turned the difficulty down a bit, but no, it seems it's like it's balls hard. Uh, I do have one quick question, Ethan. When you played Persona, mm-hmm. how often do you use buff and debuff moves? Depends. Base game, I use them quite a bit. Royal, less so. Okay. In 5, not at all. In 4, more so. Yeah, and same. In 4, I use them quite a bit. And that's one thing I, I know... will... Yeah, they changed the buff system in this as well, by the way. Oh. So now it works more similar to Persona where it's single person, three turns instead of being... I know SMT had a thing where all of its buffs would be party-wide buff kind of debuff systems. Mm -hmm. Whereas now Mm -hmm. it's... There probably are group moves, but from what I've seen it is single kind of buff debuff shit from what I've seen. Yeah. It's just I remember like hearing stuff about Nocturne where... When you get to Matador, if you don't understand buff and debuffs in that game, he'll just kill your ass. The homie, Matador. And it's it's basically like 
I don't know how your play style with Persona is compared to how you're playing SMT5, but like it could just be like a mindset thing where you're like, okay, I can't play it like Persona. Yeah, and it's definitely a mindset. I wouldn't even say it's not that it's not the fact that I can't play it like Persona. It's like I can't play it like any other JRPG that I turn based JRPG that I've played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I never use buffs yeah. and debuffs in any other JRPGs like that, except for <laughs> barring Octopath. <laughs> and that's because I refused to grind. And it's not like... Respect. Yeah, and it's it's not like it's just get good, kid. Yeah, there is a get good part to it, but it's just the... You have to... Ha- it's, 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 it's like Dark Souls. It's like a mindset. You have to be into mm-hmm. it in the first place to be willing to get good, you know? And to me, there was nothing in SMT5 that it's all excellent, but there's nothing that's that hook to me. There's nothing that kind of pulls me in and goes, yeah, this is an excellent, like, this is something that I want to commit to. And that's okay. I'm perfectly fine with that being, like, a thing. I'm mm-hmm. not going to complain about it. Like I say, the game's great. It's just not for me. That's why yeah. I won't review it. I'm not going to give <laughs> it a negative review or go, this game's shit because it doesn't work the way I want it to work. No, it's a fantastic <laughs> game. From what I've played so far, it's really robust. It's really solid. It has some interesting concepts. It's just not for me, and that's okay. You know? It do be like it sometimes. Game, fire, dude. Fire game. Fire. <laughs> yeah. I, ro- I wore the conclusion on my shirt. So there we go. Add that to our review ranking system. Fire. fire. <laughs> right in between just recommended pop my and chest must out play. every time, dude. Yeah, like, <laughs> fire, dude. There we go. Um... So yeah, SMT5. Let us know if you guys have been playing it, if you've been enjoying it. Let us know. At Hot Games Only on Twitter or comment down below. And please, do send me a fucking essay in the comments telling me how I'm wrong <laughs> and a baby bitch as well. That'd be great. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Love you. Um... <laughs> so humble. Anyway, moving on. Shall we talk about the PlayStation 5, Hunter? I feel like that's the other bit of news for this week. Yeah, the PlayStation 5 turned 1 as of yesterday, correct? Yeah, it was November 12th. Yeah. So, I think it's been a pretty solid launch year, I guess. Right, you see, I think this is going to be an interesting conversation. So basically, we're going to do a year 1 review, where we're going to talk about what came out, we're going to talk about the console itself, how it's been holding up. I've had it for a year, Hunter's had it for about... Seven nine months, months, nine months, close to that. In February, Cal doesn't have one, so this is an interesting I, conversation. I, I, they keep releasing PS5 games on the PS4. I don't need yeah. to buy one yet. Exactly. So we're going to have that conversation. We're going to have the conversation of as owners of the PS5, Hunter, how we're feeling, what we've been feeling about the games, the console itself, and then we'll throw it to Kyle later on and talk about what is the stance of people that don't have a ps5 how are you feeling a year in are you feeling that you're starting to want to get the console are you starting to feel that you wish there was more to it like we're going to get into all of that stuff i feel like we have every perspective we have someone that's had it since launch we've had someone that picked it up after and we have someone who is yet to do that yeah let's get into it shall we talk about the launch sure how was that launch then ethan <laughs> well, did, I was going to say, do you want to list the games off first, and then I'll tell oh, you right, how the launch right. was? Okay, so it launched with Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on. A, a video that we did on on my birthday last yeah. year. Miles We're two Morales. for two now. 
Demon Souls, as well as also Sackboy, Big Adventure was yep. in that. General so there were area. two cross. There were two cross gen. There was Sp- Spider Man was cross gen. So was um, Spider Man cross gen. So was Sackboy. Yeah. Bug Snacks was as well. <laughs> Don't forget my boy Bug Snacks. Um, <laughs> but the PS5 version was free on PS Plus. And then obviously the big one was Demon Souls. And this is coming from this is from this is coming from someone that's been at like most Sony launches. I was definitely at well, I was at the P, like I was at the PS4 launch. I remember the PS3 launch vaguely because of the lack of shit. Um, mm-hmm. And I can very easily say that this was the strongest launch lineup that Sony has ever had, but that's not saying much because uh, yeah, the PS4 like, had knack. It's better than four. <laughs> it had knack and. Killzone Shadowfall. And I'm like, Spider-Man Miles Morales is a great game. Fucking excellent game. You can check out our review that was this time last year. Uh, it's It, it was an excellent game. Yeah, Loved it. Demon Souls, I have yet to play, but people loved that as well. Apparently a great remake. So much so that Bluepoint got acquired. So there you go. <laughs> Obviously, great little game. Sackboy. I've heard it's a really solid 3D platformer. So again... They were, these were all solid PS5s games. PS5s also came with Astrobot installed on it. Thank mm. Astrobot is still to this day my favorite PS5 game, which <laughs> let's get let's get into that because it was free on the console. But yeah, great little yeah. pack in, so much fun. I really hope that Team Asobi's not making a VR Astro as their next game because I really want another it, regular I would one. Like for, I would like for a more robust just regular platformer just another astro would be sick yeah um so yeah it was a solid launch lineup but here's the thing is when the thing like when the thing that you're going okay you need to try this is fucking astrobot like that's the thing was when friends came over or when my parents were like how's the new console i'm like okay you need to feel what the controller feels like with astrobot that's like that's like the peak of the fucking console is the demo that came with the the console. Like it's like Wii me. Sports. Genuinely, um, it but is it was... really weird how that turns out sometimes because they're because that was made with the express intention of showing all these things that you could do, and well, game devs don't really necessarily care about all of those things that you can do, so you're not always gonna get that. As opposed to just some of them. And they also just did it, like, excellently. Because, like, yeah. here's the thing. I played Black Ops Cold War, the Call of Duty that was out at the time. Because their big thing was, we're using the adaptive triggers to make it feel like you're pulling the trigger of a gun. And I, di- and I used it for all of two seconds and went, cool, this makes me worse at the game because now I have more resistance on the triggers. <laughs> and I turned it off. And the new card vanguard i didn't even give it a shot i literally just went right first things first accept the terms and conditions settings turn the triggers off and turn your shitty motion blur off as well while you're at it crank the fov up i sound like a pc gamer um (laughs) but most games other than sony's first party have done a real shit job of using the controller so far and it's like, because most of the time, you, you've played them, Hunter. For example, Life yeah. is Strange, right? They use the triggers, but it's just resistance. It's just like, oh, you're feeling yeah, the emotions because it's taking resistance. you more fucking effort to press <clears throat> that trigger button. Or the great feature of Watch Dogs Legion that also had adaptive triggers that broke my fucking controller and I had to, break, <laughs> like, I had to fix it myself. 
one thing I will say about the console, we'll talk let's call, talk about the console itself. I feel like they lived up to their promise of no load times. I feel like for the most part, yeah. that promise has been lived up to. There are very few games where I've had to sit through shitty loads. And some of them are in games that are just not optimized that you can tell, like Life is Strange, where Life is Strange could very right. easily yeah, instantly load. Yeah, that was load. the one where I could uh, recall seeing the little record player spinning yeah. pretty often. And I was like, huh. And I think okay. that's just an optimization thing, not necessarily a console limitation. So no, yeah. the SSD is sick. I wish there was more storage. I'm actually getting an <laughs> SSD, like an expansion SSD for it um, uh-huh. because it's got to the point now where I'm sick of it um because i'm because i am um, just like i've had enough and then the, there was a sale on them and i was like i'm just gonna do it i don't care anymore i just need more space than 500 gigs in 2021 it's got to that point the other thing that lives up to it is the controller i think that without question to me the dual sense is the best controller that sony has ever made and it's not yeah, even close that's, yeah that's easily inacceptable opinion like i think it's by far their best one i think it's regardless the first time of, yeah i think it's the first time they've actually lived they've up to got it. the uh whether you want to use the haptic voodoo or not i feel like it's just the, the one that feels the best to hold genuinely it's the first time where i can safely say that congratulations sony you made a controller that was comparable and some in some ways surpasses xbox's controllers congratulations because <laughs> xbox has literally owned controllers since like the 360 at this point and finally you make a controller after all this time that doesn't just have a shitty gimmick like a touchpad or six axis you actually went okay what if we make a controller that's actually fun so much so that phil spencer was like oh no that dual sense is actually pretty cool we're gonna think about doing another controller for the series at some point but that's the point that you got it to yeah solid ass controller the triggers are so good and the bumpers are most underrated part of the dual sense is the bumpers because the DualShock 4 has these narrow little bastards that are horrible and they just don't feel nice. The dual sense, I don't know if you have your dual sense near me, I don't hunter so I can't use it to compare. I don't have my dual sense. I was grabbing the PS4 Oh, you have the oh, fuck it. I'll uh, oh, it's all the way over there. I don't want to show my stomach. If I, if I like stood up, I could grab it. Hold on. Yeah, hunter go show it cuz I don't <laughs> yeah, hunter go grab it cuz I don't want to go and show my stomach again. <laughs> I don't want to show the dress off too much. That's for that's for all the Twitch primers. That's for uh, Twitter. That's for Twitter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, look how thick and awesome those Ooh. bumper buttons are, dude. They're sick. Maybe chunky. I love them. They're chunky. They feel so good to press. I love them. <laughs> As opposed to the dinky little one here. Yeah, literally. If you mm. compare them, like if you put them side by side, it's like night and day. They're like triple the size. They're absolutely <laughs> gorgeous. I love them. Um, that honestly my favorite part of the controller, and it's not even close. Um, what, what the what the PlayStation Four controller lacks in a size, it makes up for in loudness of color. Yeah. <laughs> also, the USB C is also really nice. Yeah, USB C is great. That's a much better yeah. cord than the micro. Um, as for the console itself, I still don't like the design of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, a year later, it's it is still, still really big. Really I've big. not moved it at all. It's a thick boy. The disk drive is still <laughs> the loudest part of it. My play- One year on, Hunter, I'm touching wood right now, but one year on, it's still a quiet boy. It's not loud. It's not got PS4 syndrome yet. Where it turns <laughs> I've had it get loud when I turn it on for no discernible reason, but then it stops. Is there a disc in? 
yeah most of the time it that happens that, that when might, i turn it on but that would yeah so that, that, sh- that might be what it is i don't know weird yeah um the disk drive is really loud uh for the ps5 so console like as a whole i still think the console's a really solid piece of kit i think it, it feels like it's good like it's a good console i don't feel like i did with the ps4 where i was like like the ps4 is a great console but when comparing it to the ps3 you just like it's not it's not it's more of the same in a way it's like oh it's your old it's your younger brother who's a oh, slightly yeah. better like <laughs> uh, oops <laughs> I know what you mean, because when the PS4 came out, I was feeling like, do I really need this? Yeah. (laughs) I feel like you didn't do everything you could with this one yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whereas the PS5 is when, with the few few exceptions where you see the new stuff that they are doing, I'm like, oh, okay, this shit's cool. Like, I can see the reason for both the new Xbox and the new PlayStation this time around, which is nice to actually see for once. Um, so yeah, that's launch. That's everything that I can think of a launch console. Still think it's great. Um, launch games. The demo was the best part. <laughs> Thank you for your time. <laughs> Six hundred dollars, please. It was only five hundred. I don't know. I don't own one. It was only five hundred or four fifty UK. So Hunter, you got yours around when? January? February? February. February. Yeah. So what was the first game you played on yours? Um, I think the first thing... I dabbled around with just a bunch of stuff for about in like 30 minute increments before I settled on Bloodborne for a little while. But the mm-hmm. first like full thing I played through was Persona Strikers. Oh, classic. Yeah. That game, did that, that game come out, out this year? year? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's going in the HGA category. Um, but yeah, that happened... Uh, like the backwards compatibility on PS5 is pretty great for the most part. It works rather well, and I think my favorite part about it is it makes a lot of games that did have off frame rates have kind of decent frame rates again. Um, uh-huh. it's not perfect, but if a game's like if a, if a game was locked at thirty and had dips, it's like congratulations, you no longer have dips. Like it was it always be thirty. Yeah, it'll just always be 30, which is a nice thing to have. Uh, you also played DMC5, was the first PS5 oh, game you right. played. That, I know was that was the first one that I popped in and did like half of a playthrough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, solid stuff. I did, you know, all the extra. The haptic feedback on that one was cool because of like the. Because in DMC, you don't pull the triggers of the controller to get the guns to shoot, so it was interesting to see their different ways of vibrating the controller to make <laughs> it have the effect. Like the sh- like when using Dante's shotgun, it felt discernibly different in my hand than uh, mm. the <laughs> handguns. Yeah. So how did cool. how did Nero's sword feel? Oh yeah, that was so cool. Revving his sword was a lot of fun. I'm like, ooh, nice. <laughs> Yeah, I actually think it helped me get the rhythm down a little better too cool. for like doing the slash and mm-hmm. boost all the way for timing it right. <laughs> nice, um, yeah. I remember the next game I played because there was a long time where there was that's my one fault with PS Five is it's the opposite of the Nintendo Switch, where the Nintendo Switch had a banger first nine months where it was just game, 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 game. It was like you yeah. know Breath of the Wild. Mario Party Mario Deluxe, Odyssey. 
Yeah, it was like it was like Breath of the Wild, then Mario Kart 8 Deluxe the next <laughs> month, then Arms the next month, then Splatoon the next month, um, <laughs> then other th- like other things in the summer, and then on Mario Odyssey, and then Xenoblade Two, and then in the spring you at least had stuff like the new Kirby game come out. I think was that that year and Yoshi's so. Crafted yeah, World and Yoshi shit like that came out. Came out that year. It had a solid starting lineup, whereas this has been like kind of stop and start. You had some shit at launch, then it went away. Yeah, then Returnal was like the next big thing. Yeah, and you out. had little things that came out, like Final Fantasy Remake came out in between as well. Right. Uh, which, that's the way to play Final Fantasy VII. Like, honestly, <laughs> that is. Yeah. Remake is made for PS5. Uh, go and play it that way, because that game in 60 FPS. I, at first, I was like, you know. I don't think it matters that much. I liked Final Fantasy VII regardless. And then I went on a journey to platinum both of them. And I played Final Fantasy VII all the way through on PS5. And then I went back to finish my stuff off on 4. And I hated every moment of it. Because I was like, God, it feels so smooth on the PS5 because of the 60 FPS. Because those kinds of games is where the nicer frame rates and stuff really shine. Is in like combat focused games and stuff like that. Yeah, So good. Um, so yeah, then the main, main, the the main next one was Returnal. Gosh, I can't speak. Which Hunter, you played Returnal. So how did you feel about Returnal? Returnal was really cool because it was the, outside of Astro, the first time that I felt like I got a game doing something cool with the controller. Like I mentioned all the things back when I talked about it the first time with the triggers and the rain, it imitating the rain if you were standing in it. That was really cool. Yeah, that was something that they did in, in Astro as well that I loved was the Ray and the little tippy taps on the controller. That that shit's cool. I love that. Yeah. And aside from that, Returnal was just a really solid game. Still one of my favorites of the year so far. I need to pick... I'm praying for a Black Friday deal, dude. I'm praying for oh. a Black Friday deal. <laughs> you would think so, since it's came out in, like, April. That and Demon Souls, I'm now ready yeah. to get... I'm like, yeah, I want to play those yeah. now. Especially now that I have money coming in. I'm like, yeah, I want to play those now. But there's also a small creepy part of me that's like, you want to buy a Vita and play Golden on that? I'm like, do I inside <laughs> like, Do I voice in my head? Do I want to buy a Vita? Maybe I do. You might be uh, the first person to ever think about wanting a Vita. I don't know. Vita's cool. It's just no one wanted them. That's the problem. Was Everyone that had a Vita was quite content with their Vita. It's just no one else wanted it. Yeah. You're like, hey guys, you want to join the club? Nah, we're good. <laughs> we're good. But no, Returnal, again, excellent game. And I feel like, especially now, all the problems people had are kind of gone because oh, they yeah, added they the save. In they the added the save thing. feature, yes. Yeah. So now you can close the game down, which is a nice, like, a nice thing yeah. to be able to do. I hope all of you new players enjoy that. <laughs> Wait, you weren't allowed to save the game? No, because it would you'd lose your cycle. It's like Hades, where it's a, it's like Hades. So except Hades, Hades went room by room like a reasonable person. Yeah. What? So Returnal, you either had to put your PS5 in rest mode in the cycle, or you had to die and then close the game when it had saved after your cycle it was over. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, so like feasibly doing a run oh my takes God. like my, my, three hours my to arms do all got fucking it. i'm taking this off i'm getting a oh no or something from it damn you china job you so... damn you china cosplay <laughs> giving me marks all over the place anyway returnal's pretty good guys this episode is just ethan slowly taking off 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, return on screen. <laughs> That's for the Patreon, Kyle. <laughs> we'll get, make sure to buy the potion. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, good lord. Um, but yeah. What were we saying? Returnal, pretty good. And then sl- quickly followed by Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Which also very good video game. Um, I would be real with you, and this is probably a bit strange since it's like a big release, but I forget that that came out this year. I also did. <laughs> I also did forget that that game came out this year. It was one that, it was fun while I played it, but it came and went, and I haven't really thought about it since. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. one that I think is excellent and is a must-play 3D platformer if you're into them on the PS5, but at the same time, I beat it in the span of two days and did not play it ever, like, I have not played it ever again. Um yeah. Because there's so much that's good. It's like I think it's my second favorite Ratchet and Clank game, behind Crack and Time. I think it's that good. Um, Rivet is like my favorite character to the point where I'm like, fuck Ratchet off. I'm not a furry, but fuck Ratchet off, dude. Rivet is the new character of Ratchet and Clank. This is the new character. Um, just because Jennifer Hale is just so good. Because Jennifer Hale's great at everything Jennifer that Hale she does. Is really good at everything. Uh, and that's she true. just makes that character so likable that I'm like, damn, get out the way, Ratchet new better protagonist um and just it's it's just such a good game and it looks great and it was the first time where i I did play a game and i was like oh shit this is what ps5 looks like it was that moment of i like to call it the infamous second son moment because that was the game on ps4 i was like oh this game looks like it doesn't couldn't run on a ps4 and ratchet and clank to me is very much that game where i'm like oh this game looks incredible comparing it to the people thought ratchet ps4 looked amazing and you just look at the the jump up and you're like holy shit this game's like excellent um so yeah short game but sweet that's a lot of the playstation lineup for this year have been short games but you have a good time i mean i'm not gonna complain i like i like short and sweet games to be fair (laughs) but yeah so that was that one um i'm trying to think what came out between that and deathloop was there anything? This well, Scarlet hey, Nexus, like Scarlet Nexus. No, but yeah, Scarlet Nexus came out. Um, yeah, which was dude. kind of advertised as a next gen game with Xbox a lot. I know that. Yeah, it was in a lot of their conferences. Mm-hmm. So much How, so like, that I thought that it wasn't even going to be on PlayStation. Yeah, I remember telling you. I remember telling you that it was a day and date on both, and you were like, "Oh, really?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah. it's it's coming to PlayStation." <laughs> Pleasant surprise. And it's a game that, since I started playing it, I haven't got back to. I do want to. Um, <clears throat> it's a fun enough game. We just mentioned it on the podcast. That game, to me, is a great 10-hour game that lasts 30 hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's its biggest uh, fault, is that game could have done with a bit of trimming of the fat, from my like point of view. Like, I'm only in chapter five or whatever, and I'm, like, ten hours into the game, and I'm like, this should be, like, near the end at this point. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. But I still I, think it's excellent. And it runs great. Again, mm-hmm. next to no loads, it's a pretty it's a pretty good showcase of next gen. Cries um, and PS4. Cries and PS4. <laughs> Did you feel yeah, like... like the game t- Kyle's like, game took me 40 hours, so I had ten additional hours of loading. <laughs> Did it feel like a downgrade to you, Kyle? Did you play that game at all, feeling like there was a better version out there? Honestly, no. I That's felt good. the game ran completely fine on PS4. That's good. 
because i hate games that are cross-gen and you have that feel like they make it shitter like it feels like they make it shitter on purpose you know what i mean mm-hmm. where it's like yeah we could have tried harder but just get the ps4 version that was what a lot of ps3 late ps3 games yeah. felt like but like barring load screens the game ran perfectly fine mm-hmm also, Hades came to PS5, which was nice. Yes, it did. But there was no... Was I, I assume there was no load differences between PS4 either, because that game's very well optimized. <laughs> very good yeah. game. Thank you, Supergiant, for the copy. Well, Appreciate it. I don't recall it. the loading being much of a problem on the Switch either. Yeah, so. exactly. It's not a big yeah. game. Not big. Chris not... Dabbs came out at some point during the summer, too. And also and another great. game that did not need next-gen to showcase whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... The next big game for PlayStation was Deathloop. Yeah. And Deathloop is a game that I have changed my tune of a little bit since we've done the review. The more I think about Deathloop, the more I like Deathloop. Still don't love it. (laughs) My tune on Deathloop is pretty much what you were saying about Shimagami Tensei earlier, where it's like, it's a good game, and I don't really care about it. (laughs) (laughs) My, yeah... My opinion is, once you get rid of the shitty puzzle, I mean, my god, it's definitely a shit puzzle. Like, okay, I understand what you went for. Like, I look at the vision that you guys went for. I look at the idea, and I go, this is fucking an awesome idea. And then you turned it into a shitty step-by-step thing, where... It should have been more creative. It shouldn't have had to be, you need to go get the code from this area to get it to do this and follow it linear like that because it didn't feel right. Because I feel their intentions for the game with you to go into Updam in the morning and have a look at some stuff and be like, oh, this place is this in the afternoon. Let's use afternoon as an example. And see someone set on fire. So you're like, oh, I need to come back in the morning to look here earlier. And while I'm here... Let's look at this place. Oh, I can maybe kill this person here. Let's look over here. Oh, here's a passcode for something in in a different area for in the evening. I can go and use that later. And I understand that. I feel like they went for something where they were like, you do multiple things and find stuff out and use that in the next part of the day. The game doesn't work like that. It feels like they wanted to be more environmental with it, but didn't trust the intelligence of the players to uh, pick up on everything. Oh, 100%. It's a game where I'm like, I wish you didn't hold my hand as much. Yeah, like because... if they had just committed it to it being like a big murder puzzle instead of a lead you around on a leash type of thing, I probably would have enjoyed it more. Yeah, I agree. A dog is on our end, by the way, if you can hear that. That's on yeah. our end. Just so. going crazy. He's going crazy. Crazy popper. Um, but yeah, Deathloop to me is a shitty puzzle because like I say, they expect you to go around and do all this stuff at once, but it doesn't end up doing that because the game holds your hand that much. You end up, the game tells you to go find a password. So you literally go into a map for two minutes, find that password and leave. You don't feel the need to go and find out other information because you know that the game's just going to handhold you to that information in a couple of hours anyway. So you just follow its main yeah. path. And like, I know people are going to use the the argument of just turn the objective markers off, but it's hard when all the fucking UI is telling you, even if you do turn the markers off. Yeah, like, Deathloop very much is the gameplay in the moment feels very nice. It's just structurally, I feel like, is the issue. Yeah, once you've picked off all of the arbitrary shit and have the, the loop in its final state, it's excellent. It's yeah, so fun. Once I finally got, like, the... When I had it set up for the final run, I'm like, yes, all right. Yeah, it felt super this satisfying. Being like, this is the loop where you literally have everyone in place and you just fucking 
in and out killing everybody and launching the rocket and getting to the end it's sick and then when the game's like oh now do it only killing the visionaries and no one else i'm like that's super fun that stuff is fun i feel like i'd like dishonored more because dishonored is more of that playful experimentation than it is this in and out bollocksy handholdy garbage yeah or you could just play hitman again or play hitman which <laughs> is also excellent i feel like it wanted to be hitman and it wanted to be dishonored and in the end it became like a halfway point where i don't think it mastered either style I feel like, speaking of Hitman, although neither of us played it, we should shout that out for being something that people really enjoyed at the beginning of the year when it dropped. Oh, Hitman 3? Yeah. <laughs> I No, yeah. I enjoyed Hitman 1 at the start of the year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm still catching up, but that game is pretty pog. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's but that was, cool. that was one that I heard a bunch of people were enjoying on Next Gen. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like it. Um... So yeah, Deathloop was one. Uh, Life is Strange also, I liked a lot. Did not need Next Gen to play it, especially because they didn't even fucking optimize the load. So thank you for that one. Heck yeah. Let's go, Square. But True True Colors is still one of my games of the year. Uh, it's fucking excellent, and you guys should play it if you like that kind of game, because I think it's really well done. And then... Here we are in the big drought of Norman Kane. Which is Spirits was one that they... Oh, Kane! We forgot about Kane! Oh, yeah. my God. It didn't... It had a PS4 version, but Out it was pretty list. heavily advertised on uh, for their PS5 stuff, and it played really nice, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, came out in the middle of my playthrough of Deathloop when I stopped to play Kana <laughs> all the way. Yeah. So, Kana yeah. is definitely a game... That I want to go and get at some point. I might just get the physical edition because that's probably out soon, right? Because it was like oh, a month and a half right. delay. Yeah, so I, have I to, might, I, I might have to have a look because I do want a box for it. Oh, here we go. <laughs> look at him, dude. He's the opposite of me. I get the box and then go. I can't be asked to swap the discs. So I'm just going to buy a digital <laughs> copy, and I'm Listen, just like, man, I... I'll buy the digital if it's only digital at first. But then it. I need the damn box. I liked it enough to where I don't feel bad about buying a box. Yeah. <laughs> so... E- evidenced by how many copies of Hades? Uh, four total. <laughs> I am kind of pissed that there's no uh, Skyrim next gen box because I kind of wanted it for them at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, there isn't. Um, but no, now we're just in the drought. Whereas I feel like Xbox. This See is the you guys where... when we get to Horizon. Xbox but... <laughs> is eating good, though. That's the thing, is Xbox is having a nice little fucking moment. They had Psychonauts, now they have Forza, now they have Mas- they have Halo coming out. They Those guys, say what you want about them only releasing Forza and Halo, but hello, it's Forza and Halo season, so they are eating. <laughs> Strangely enough, it's like at the same time this time. I feel like usually those are like spaced apart. Yeah, they're usually a year gap between them, so it's like they're... They're eating quite well. And I'm like, oh, lucky you guys. We'll just sit here and play with our toys of nothing. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see you for Horizon in February, if that still comes out in Feb. Hopefully. Yeah. So, yeah. How are you feeling after a year, Hunter? In conclusion? I, I feel like I wasn't really... I was alive for the PS2 launch year, which, you know, with the benefit of hindsight... <laughs> has a lot of games that i really liked but i wasn't really a cognizant thinking creature at the time so uh um, i think this is probably the best like uh launch year for a console that playstation has done that i've actually been like in tuned to Mm -hmm. like i 100% agree 
PS3, I don't think, had anything that I would have cared about until Metal Gear Solid came out in yeah. 2008. <laughs> 2008 really was the year for um, PS3. Yeah. Because that was like, also Uncharted, yeah. I didn't really care about anything that came out on that until, like, Dragon Age popped at the end I honestly, of Yeah, I honestly think my first game... Over the, I liked Infamous Second Son, but I think the first game... I didn't play that, it was cool. The first game to me where I was like, oh, shit, this is... This is next-gen. was Arkham Knight, which was 2015, which was, like, nearly <laughs> two years yeah. after the console came out. So it was like, oof, you know? But Arkham Knight, still a great-looking game, so... But, man... That was the first game. Whereas here, I feel like we've already had some games like that. We've already had, you know, Ratchet, and we've had games that do look nice. And we have Horizon coming up and God of War (laughs) next year. There's stuff to look forward to. Kyle, as someone who doesn't have a PS5, how are you feeling? You feeling feeling like you're missing out on all these fucking five games? It's like, at the moment, I just don't feel a need to even try looking for a PS5. Because like I said at the start of this, everything that I'd want to get is also coming to to the PS4. He's one of these nerds. He's one of these thinking nerds. You hate them, Hunter. We hate to see it. And I mean, like, I'm not doing backflips over, like, Final Fantasy VII Integrade, for example. Oh, but you got to play as Yuffie. I already wasn't too big on regular remake, Mm. so... I'd... Oh, yeah. In our, uh... (laughs) little recap of the games that came out we forgot to mention the copious amount of director's cuts oh fucking ghost of pushima and <laughs> Death, Death Death Stranding. also that yeah those also happened but guess what guys they were the same games there was the Iki island expansion i said this on my stream earlier <clears throat> does anyone remember that that came out this year no no and it was only like three months ago yeah it was august <laughs> So it's like, yeah, well done, guys. Um, Death Stranding. Death Stranding. At least Kojima didn't have the audacity to try and charge me a half-priced video game for yeah. the upgrade. Yeah, it was like $8 <laughs> for the upgrade or something. Like, it, it was just much. like, was like $10, $10 bucks, please. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. It's what it would have been if it was a new game. Yeah, it was $10 and it worked. You know, like, it was like... It was... And they added go-karting. Yeah, they added racing <laughs> to it. Kojima was sick of I no Mario Kart 9, so he made it himself. <laughs> yeah. He is a lad. Um, so yeah. I, I can see why. It's still one of those consoles where it's like, you buy it when you want it, you know? If you yeah. find a game that's like... To me, it is... The convenience is nice. The fact that it's not like PS3 to PS4. You can still play your PS4 games on your PS5. Mm-hmm. And they tend to run better too. Is the thing where I'm like, I'm more willing for people to be like, okay, yeah, you buy that ps5 because you actually get some kind of convenience with oh, it yeah. mm-hmm. like even a year or two after i got my ps4 i still had the ps3 yeah like, <laughs> in the general vicinity when i wanted to play something else i remember when i used to still play assassin's creed at the start of the ps4 generation and they released unity and rogue on two oh, separate right. generations there was one game on ps3 and one game on ps4 and i played both of them but so it was yeah. just like, oh yeah, I guess I'm playing this on PS3, plugging in my PS3 again and playing. Wasn't that, that like, the better game too? It was the it was it was the more <laughs> it was it was the it was the less glitchy game. Uh, I like Unity because it's a game sent during the French Revolution where everyone has an English accent. It's very uh, funny, very cool. Classic. 
someone calls you piss pot and i'm like yes the french love calling people piss pot and cockney <laughs> accent. <laughs> there you go gonna need to remember that one yeah it's like how it's like how death stranding is like a journey across america but you only ever seem to be traveling over icelandic beaches yeah i know right yeah it's like, <laughs> journey across america sound will look strangely like the nordic region okay goodbye like, yeah. fucking conan's just living in a fucking mountain just like hey it's me conan o'brien you got an otter mask of course you do <laughs> I love Kojima. <laughs> Kojima. Classic. Uh, but no, I anyway. think the thing that'll finally make me mark down on wanting to get a PS5 is when FF16 gets a release date. Next oh, year. Right. It's probably next year. I have like, a strong feeling it's next year. What's it? Final Fantasy Origins? Yeah. The Chaos Killing Game? Yeah. Strangers in Paradise? Final Fantasy Wacky Adventure? Yep. Like that's on PS4, and I'm mildly interested in that video game. God damn it. <laughs> Morbidly curious. It was the limp biscuit cutscene that won me over. I'm like, I need to see this the rest of this right now. <laughs> mm, it's an it's, it's, it's an experience. But yeah. I think twenty twenty two will be the Worst year. Worst that PS5. don't make sense in my head. Limp <laughs> biscuit won over. Final Fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> Because look, I'm trying to get this back on track. Because no, <laughs> yeah. Because looking at 2022, I feel 2022 will be the year where I can be like, okay, now's the time to get it. Both a PS5 and an Xbox, probably. Those are probably the years to get them. Because next year for PlayStation, you have Horizon, you have God of War, you have God of War is coming out next year. That game looks done. I I have said this. I think it's more likely for Horizon to get pushed out of 2022 than God of War at this point because Horizon (laughs) seems to be having a bit of a rough time. Uh, But you've got both of those. And then on top of that, you've probably got surprises that Sony hasn't talked about. You have got all the Square games that are being released because Square seems to be having another renaissance with Sony, it seems. Yeah, Yeah. with Stranger (laughs) of Paradise for Spoken. Uh, I think 16 will come out next year. I think they keep saying that that game's nearly done. And I know that Square isn't the kind of company that likes to sit on games for too long, so I'm sure that they'll just chuck it out. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Anymore. Because I think last, I think last, uh, Yoshi B said about 16 was that they were, like, they were finishing side quests or something. They were like, main story's done. We're just, we're just finishing writing the side quests. I'm like, okay, that game seems like it's, like, getting pretty close. It's coming along nicely. Which, to be fair, it's made by it's made by fucking Yoshi P. I'm I'm sure that game's not going to go into development hell because he's the only person that can work on schedule at Square. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dude couldn't afford his yeah expansion schedule for Final Fantasy fourteen and was very upset. So I yeah. imagine yeah. But no, you know you've got all that shit coming out. Uh, WB has the Harry Potter game, the Gotham Knights game, and the Suicide Squad game. I can guarantee one or two of those will not make it to 2022. You take your pick which two of those are. Um, <laughs> but two of those probably won't make it. You have <laughs> you have all the stuff from all the other developers as well. That is, like A lot of stuff is planned for 2022. You know, you've got Elden Ring, you've got fucking... Yeah. That first couple Saints of months, Saints Row. Row. You've got a lot of shit coming out in the first couple of months. So... yeah. Next year will probably be the year. And Xbox has a lot of shit coming as well. It's it's started it's getting to that point where Microsoft bought all those studios about four years ago and they're all finally getting ready to release shit. And it's like, oh god, here we go. 
Let's hope some of it's good. <laughs> that vampire <laughs> game won't be. I don't know what that one was, but it's not. You talking about the other uh, the red game? Yeah, that Red one just Fall. yeah Redfall just did not look good to me. I don't know why people were bombing <laughs> that CG trailer, and I'm like, this looks shit. It this looks, looks like Twilight like, fanfic, dude. Like it looks, it looks like <laughs> what if we did the Left for Dead thing, but with vampires? It looked like Left for Dead meets Saints Row meets vampires in a weird like. We're being satirical <laughs> about the vampires, but also it's a co-op vampire zombie Left for Dead thing. But also it's Arcane, who are also kind of wacky with everything they do, but also dark vampires. I'm like, no, I don't care. I'll just play every other Xbox game and not and that inherently, one. like vampires are usually a selling point for me. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Um, so I say, Kyle, that we skip Animal Crossing for this week. Sounds good. Give you a chance to play it. I'll send you a reminder next Thursday so that you remember. Um, you send it earlier than Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. We'll do. Uh, do you want to quick give a quick update, Hunter, on Tales of Arise for like 10 minutes before we call it quits? Alrighty. Well, I've been playing more of it, and I've still been really enjoying it. Like, I feel like I've been moving along this game at a pretty decent pace. How many hours would you uh, say you're in now? I think it's like the mid-30s, maybe 40. can't remember quite, but I'm getting there. I feel like it'll probably be around 60 by the time it's all said and done, maybe mid fifty. I don't quite know when I'll be finished, but I've also been taking the time to go and do most of the side missions, which is fun since I've the longer I've been alive, the less I decide to go and do that in these kind of games now. <laughs> but yeah. most of most of Tales of Arise's side quests are pretty simple as far as mo- people are either asking me for just items that I already have or they're like go kill like go Chaos. kill this big monster <laughs> ah the scarlet nexus side quests oh don't yeah. get me side you see but i didn't feel motivated to do it in scarlet nexus because i felt oh, like i did it main... it was tied to a trophy <laughs> yeah i didn't look at this trophies. look at this <laughs> look at this guy did ethan's got... words just come out of your mouth yeah dude i got the plat for that game <laughs> I felt like was already sending me back through the same areas a lot in its main mm. story that I didn't want to go back even more for uh, yeah the side quests and side. Tales of Arise they're also just very simple to achieve because they don't want me to kill like 10 of these monsters <laughs> they want me to kill like 3 maybe like 2 encounters worth of fighting things and then just go back or a big one and it's very simple to accomplish the gameplay the combat is a lot of fun so i'm always up for going to do that it gives you more uh gives you more like uh the points for the upgrade tree so there's a reason to continue to do it besides just like items or something Mm -hmm. though one thing i did realize shortly after talking about the game uh last week is that it's something a little weird as far as the combat's concerned. Enemies have weak points, like some of the bigger ones do, but there's no way to specifically uh, target those weak <clears throat> points. You just kind of have to position yourself and hope that you hit them. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like if you target, if you can lock onto enemies, but your character just kind of aims at the central mass of the thing. Of course. So you just gotta like 
try and position yourself in a manner of like sometimes it's easy enough because it'll be like big rock monster though and it weak points just in the, on the back so you mm -hmm. just run around and smack it but then like some of these other things will be like this mantis creature where one one of its specific little you know pincer claw things is the weak spot and i'm like <laughs> how am i supposed to hit this <laughs> consistently so one of your characters have a gun well, yeah, but I can't. I'm not aiming down the sights with the gun. Why not? Just aim, fire, <laughs> just fire, dude. Just fire. <laughs> That's what it comes down I... to. Is I just kind of like put myself in the general area of the thing and then hope for the best. Kyle, you say you hate this. I'm wearing this shirt every fucking week now. This is the only. No, thing you're I not. Like. <laughs> you, you could just start wearing another shirt underneath. Fifty it, likes, and I'll wear this shirt again next week, guys. <laughs> Fifty <laughs> likes. You heard the man. I might make it a channel point reward on my Twitch stream, like two hundred thousand, and I'll wear the Anne costume again. Amazing. <laughs> next time I'll work out for it. <laughs> Dude, imagine doing a full Crash Two run in the costume. Yeah. It'd be so hot. <laughs> Temperature-wise. <laughs> I'm, I'm not getting I'm not getting you're, you're not allowed on the only phone anymore, Kyle. I'm blocking you off. <laughs> um, I, I, honestly, I'm sorry to derail your Taser or Eyes discussion. It's actually quite comfy. I don't like the fact that if I do this, literally my skin is here, like just off frame. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, this shit's quite comfy. Uh, I keep forgetting I'm wearing a dress, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I don't know. They're all right. Don't care, though. It's not like one of those... Like My review of dresses... Put that in the timestamps, Ethan. Ethan's dress review <laughs> or is... They're all right. I don't, I, I, I don't mind wearing trousers instead, though. You know what I mean? Like This isn't doing yeah, anything for me. <laughs> anyway. Back to Tales of Arise. So overall, Hunter, obviously you're like probably two thirds of the way through. You mentioned pre-podcast that you got like the anime <laughs> intro. Oh yeah, the anime intro. Like all of these games have one at the start. Yeah, it seems at least as far as Abyss had one, Vesperia had one. I imagine they just all do. Uh, and I got to a point in the game where it just stopped and gave me a new one. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, this is fun. So yeah, I have to be at least halfway through. I think I'm more like two thirds of the way through. If just going off of like my idea of the structure of these, was games. it better or worse than the first one though? Because here's my thing: is most of the time, if an anime has a second opening song for the second half of the season, it's always worse. Always worse, dude. So I didn't actually hear the uh, first one that many times, so I didn't like get attached to it. So it's comparable like i'm not super stuck on one or the other nah, it's got nah. a different tone completely like the first one's more triumphant oh they always do one... they always and this do. one's more like uh i don't know introspective i guess almost as if it would be a credit theme if not yeah. for the fact that it had the bombastic anime opening <laughs> sequence in they front always of you do. yeah they always do it's like um one example i always have is i remember watching shield hero uh, that show's never getting a second season because it keeps getting delayed. <laughs> Literally, that show came out in 2019. Season 2 was supposed to be this year. It got pushed to May. That shit ain't coming out. That's the new Cyberpunk. Um, 
But I remember the first half of the season had like this massive like anime-esque kind of bombastic intro music. And then the second one was kind of the depressed kind of fucking edgy version of like the shit's going down are we gonna make it kind of song I'm like this shit sucks bring back the first one dude bring back the first one. <laughs> i only ever watched the first season of attack on titan but they had a mid-season switch and like the first opening theme for that show is very iconic with its classic i don't know how to describe it but like if you know what classic, it sounds like yeah, sound, you classic know sound. it sounds like and then the other one they switched that up like why was you you hit it so good yeah same with the one. persona 5 anime dude fucking break in to break out is honestly like excellent to the point where i'm like mm. if you're a persona fan go out of your way to listen to the intro song to the persona 5 anime because it's, it's absolutely it like it's, it's amazing darks on the second one poo poo compared to the first one Get <laughs> like i was mad i was like how dare you how dare you atrocity anyway tales of arise yeah tales of arise <laughs> I got the full party now, and all of their dynamics are fun, not just the couple that they seem to be. It seems like this game likes to focus on specific, like, pairings of the characters a lot of the time, but when you get the other interactions intermixed with it, it's really cool, too. Mm -hmm. There's that, like, it's very... I wouldn't say it's anything revolutionary, but it's good enough to (laughs) make me invested more so than a lot of other things. (laughs) yeah nice yeah. it's it honestly it that game has co- went completely off of my radar because of the shit t- the shit demo like yeah. I, honestly, I honestly from the sounds of it hunter it honestly sounds like if i just played the actual game instead like that's the how game i usually am it. like it's funny because i understand what you mean by the demo not being what you needed to be sold on it but i think i think what it was was just seeing the party interact with each other i'm like ah i do need to play this sooner mm-hmm yeah i don't know to me i feel like i might probably like it more if i gave it a shot but at the same time that demo scarred me (laughs) (laughs) so many text boxes even for a jrpg i hate exposition in games dude oh smt5 i didn't mention it fuck me the exposition i saw someone's review of it and they were like this game's exposition light i'm like is it shit the only cutscenes I've had of two gods talking to each other and expositioning to each other. It's like, it's the end of days. And it's like, oh, but will the, will the chosen rise up? I'm like, fuck off. Just get to the point. Like, I don't, I hate, I hate shit like that. I hate exposition. JRPGs, why? Stop you with your exposition nonsense. I don't know why, but when you described that scene, I was just thinking of the opening of Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, where yeah, fucking Xehanort God. Norton and Drake Bell are playing chess with each other. Yeah, and you're just like, yeah. A test scene that's already aged terribly, and it's only been like two years. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah. it's like, yeah, it's a hundred percent. I hate scenes like that where it's like, but darkness will prevail over light. It's like they just keep doing this Uno reverse on each other when they'll be like, no, but darkness engulfs all light and everything that it contains. And then he'd be like, but light perseveres through the darkness and shines. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Get to the point. Pop quiz audience, was that made up Kingdom Hearts dialogue? I, 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 I'd be surprised if it was actual dialogue because it just came out of my head. I guess. Well, I mean, it. that's all of that's all of Kingdom Hearts' dialogue. Feels like Nobora just thinks of it and writes it down. Yeah, <laughs> and doesn't look at it a second time. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, but no, glad to hear you're enjoying it. You'll have to give us your concluding thoughts when you finish it, probably by next I week. I sure hunting. will. Yeah. Uh, I in, in the meantime, imagine so. I've still got all of tonight and the rest of the weekend. Go get you. No, you don't have tonight because it's now time for Ethan's mad party sesh at 4 a.m. Let's go. Get <laughs> All right, we're celebrating. Twenty four is plenty four, as Amy would say. We're going on a mad <laughs> sesh. Let's go. Um, but no, we will give you updates on Animal Crossing. I have been playing Animal Crossing quite a bit. I played the new update. I played a bit of Happy Home Paradise. I spent forty five minutes today, uh, building some building someone a new home for reading books in, and it was a great time. Uh, so we'll give you a load of progress updates on Animal Crossing. That kind of feels bittersweet bringing you talking about Animal Crossing again because it was the first thing we talked about on the podcast. Well, one oh, of the first yeah. things. And it was the first thing we talked about on this season. Was it? Because I started playing Animal Crossing when we started the second season. Oh, yeah. Oh. Wow. There you go. Cool. Um, but yeah, look forward to that. We'll also talk about some stuff. I've got some games that I need to play that I probably will. SMT5 will not be Doesn't one. Pokemon, Pokemon come out next week? Yeah, but who cares? I don't want to. I mean, fucking wrong. I don't like Pokemon. I mean, I'm going to. I'm going to do that again. Come back next week where I trashed an actual JRPG. If you think I trashed SMT5 by saying it's great and it's not for me, come back <laughs> an next actual week. JRPG. Come back next week, Pokemon fans, where I literally beat the shit out of the dead horse that is Pokemon for the 16th time. Let's go. <laughs> I, I downgraded my collectors my pre-order from the the dual edition to the single one because I'm like if it's the same ROM I'm just fucking getting diamond you can't make me get both now yeah just change the one to a zero and you're good you know I had a look at my pre-order actually for Brilliant Diamond and Shiny Pill Nintendo has the audacity to charge people more for the dual pack instead of less it's cheaper to buy both games separately <laughs> what. <laughs> It was. I, I was under the impression that it was like to save just money. Two of them. Like yeah. I, like I looked at it and I was like, I thought it was like one twenty, because like sixty and sixty. My thought was was the idea behind the jewel pack was like maybe make it like one hundred and fifteen dollars, one hundred and ten dollars, and be like, <laughs> a, if you have a family of two people that play Pokemon, here you go, get the brother and sister a copy each and save a bit of money in doing so because they're pretty similar games. But no, here in the UK. Uh, at least on shop two which was where i bought my game from uh this is how it went it was like brilliant diamond 40 pounds shining pearl 40 pounds combo pack 83 pounds and i'm like 39.99 plus 39.99 does not equal 80 like 83.99 or whatever i'm like what it's like they hit you with the concert classic convenience fee yeah. where every time i buy tickets to a concert they hit me with like ten dollars extra because they had to push two buttons on a keyboard yeah and i hate them yeah. for it it's so dumb it's literally like it's literally the fucking you're an idiot pokemon fan tax where it's like congratulations you played yourself <laughs> You want the stupid combo pack? Well, give us more money for the same content. I'm like, yeah, go fuck yourselves. So if you're not getting both of them, which one did you get? <laughs> Diamond or Pearl? Diamond, the same one that I had yeah. as a kid. Um, I will say, though, that um, I filmed a bit. I don't know if I'll put it up there because I think there might be personal information in it. But I did film a funny bit where I showed my pre-order shit for Shin Megami Tensei Five, and they gave me another fucking poster, so I stuck it in the poster drawer. I was like, be gone <laughs> into the poster drawer. But one thing they did give me that was quite cute is a Jack Frost Aww. keychain. Oh, you got a Jack Frost? That's neat. Yeah, a little hee-ho keychain. I also got a Steelbook. I can show you the Steelbook as well. Well, I say all links are on screen right now. Go and follow us on Twitter. Wow. 
Uh, I picked up strikers. I got a joker pin. I'm trying to lean down far enough so that my midriff does not show again. Let's go. Uh, there's the steelbook. Quite cool. Wow. Uh, oh, nice. Still sealed, like the Bowser's Fury one. That also is still sealed. <laughs> I'm starting a collection of <laughs> Nintendo Switch steelbooks that also go in a drawer of shame. <laughs> because Ethan hates steelbooks. I hate steelbooks. They're garbage. But yeah, go and follow us on Twitter. Keep up to date with everything that we do in our own uh, lives and stuff like that. Uh, like me wearing this every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> this is just how things are now. Just how if it's just, just how things are. I might, I might swap the dress out for some trousers, but I'm kind of attached to the shirt at this point. Might make me start exercising. Um, but anyway, <laughs> if if you want to keep up to date with just the podcast and not my awful attire, then you can go and follow us at Hot Gamers Only on Twitter. Subscribe to us at youtube.com forward slash Hot Gamers Only. And if you want to see our stupid faces, then you keep looking at YouTube because you're not supposed to see our stupid faces if you go to the podcast services like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Go over there, just search for Hot Gamers Only. If you don't want to look at me cosplaying all of your favorite waifus, I'm going to make you unattracted to every anime character next week <laughs> who knows who it is I, i'm just gonna literally start picking cal's favorite anime characters and ruining them for him uh, i mean you would have started with makoto if you were shooting for kyle's taste uh no. i mean he would have started with celeste if he was really aiming for my taste yeah, i was say. talking about in the realm of persona well i just mean in general makoto's and... next year dude. makoto's next year ethan and a leotard is things i don't need to see <laughs> to Yoshi's hour <laughs> 50 likes no. no I feel like I this is the closest you're getting a long dress well longish dress is the, the most you're getting out of me and it, it might have not even made the edit I might look at it and go no that's not going on the internet no maybe <laughs> yeah maybe I'll zoom in I've made a grave mistake yeah I'm fine with the midriff. Maybe the fucking leggings are a bit too much. Who knows? But you guys saw it. And that's all that really matters. So, also let us know who you think. Who who won the costume contest of this year? Did Kyle with his eight-hour render of Bo <laughs> Was it me with this horrifying fucking dancing outfit from Persona 5 dancing? Or was it Hunter in the classic Joker attire from Persona 5? Let us know which was your favourite. The super uncomfortable mask. That's the other thing. I didn't do a P5 dress up you guys really need to send me these memos <laughs> i i guess we were please just, just cc me on an email that's all i ask yeah me and hunter were rendezvousing this for months before <laughs> to be fair like the reason that i did the dancing outfit i guess we'll talk about this really quickly the reason that i did the dancing outfit and not the regular outfit is because there's no way in fucking hell i'm wearing spandex that was like yeah that was, that was the point of no return where i was like and no <laughs> because I was like, I wanted to do something funny and not go for something uh, completely like... I wanted to go out there, but I did not want to go that out there. I'm like, that's not going on the internet. I'll wear a crop top on the internet. I won't wear a fucking spandex suit. You can't make me. <laughs> Next year, 50 likes. We now know Ethan's limit. <laughs> Next year, 50 Next likes, year, Literally, literally, you can just imagine this is like a... That, like, literally, you're going to play that clip and then next year, I'm going to be in it. And then that's it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm promising you it's that like, now. Well, next not year happening. Ethan will do that. Kyle and I can fight over who has to inflict cosplaying Catwoman as the other. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that cat fight. Um, but yeah. anyway, 
Uh, that's enough of this garbage show. Come back to the show next time where I'll be wearing actual clothing. Where we beat up Pokemon fans. Where we beat up Pokemon fans. Maybe I will do it in this shit just to flex. Just be like, I the male Pokemon What is that game not? Fire. But anyway, until next time. Uh, yeah, we'll see you next time, I guess, for more HGO. I don't know what to say. This outro is chaotic. Um, yeah. <laughs> Have an awesome week. So are you. Thank you. Have an awesome week. We'll see you next time. Bye. See ya. Toodaloo.